The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He didn't know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one there anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, my car this morning said six below outside. And so even though we are in the thralls of winter, I can't help but be looking ahead to July. The end of July to be very specific. Why? Well, the end of July, 24 of our middle schoolers and high schoolers will be making their way to Montana to experience a week in God's country, a week out in the wilderness, more specifically at Christicon Lutheran Bible Camp, which is a Bible camp of the ELCA. It is a camp that I had the privilege of working at for four years during college, and hot off the press, St. Philip the Deacon's own Connor Austin, who's in his sophomore year at Bozeman State, is also gonna be on staff at Christicon this summer. So we're looking forward to that. So there will be a number of youth and some chaperones making their way into the Absorca Beartooth Wilderness to spend five nights and six days out on the trail and experiencing nature in all of its beauty. Certainly, we hope that while we are there on one, if not two of those days while we are out backpacking, we will have the opportunity to climb a mountain peak. Now, this isn't technical climbing in the sense of ropes and harnesses, but this is climbing of simply putting one foot in front of the other, crossing over streams and vegetation and sometimes rock, uh, rock flows. Sometimes there's a little bit of boulder hopping involved with the hope then of making it to the top, of making it to the peak where, weather permitting, we will be welcomed with an absolutely stunning and glorious view. 
far as the eye can see, north, south, east, and west. And in the midst of all of that, perhaps be open to being transformed and being changed. Changed in the midst of God's glorious creation and the power that that can have on the soul. Hopefully, we will have that mountaintop experience. Now, I am sure many of you have had that mountaintop experience before. Those places where you can see for miles on end, those places of great beauty, those places that just strike a chord in your very core. Well, today, our reading from Mark is the ultimate mountaintop experience, right? Here Jesus is taking with him Peter, James, and John, and they are headed up the mountain when suddenly they see Jesus talking with, the Eli with Elijah and with Moses. How cool is that? And in that moment, Peter thinks, my goodness, I don't want this experience to end. This is magnificent. This is beautiful. This is the ultimate of all ultimates. This is incredible. And suddenly, suddenly we hear this voice from God that says, this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. And in that moment, the disciples have that experience of, ah, you are the son of God. You are the Son of God now in this dazzling white. You are the Son of God. So it's no wonder that Peter wanted to stay up on the mountain and soak all of that in and not lose sight of it. Right? It had to be spectacular. Well, in all of my years of spending time in the mountains, and climbing peaks, and I have climbed lots of mountain peaks over the years when I was in much better shape than I am today. There was one thing that was always predictable. One thing that I knew before I even set out, either on my own or with a group, there was one thing that I knew that would happen. That eventually, I would have to come down. That I couldn't stay up there. And trust me, some of the scenes from the tops of mountains are absolutely stunning, and there is nothing more than you would want to do is just stay there and soak it in, taking mental picture after mental picture. Sometimes weather would force you to come down off of the peak sooner than you would like. Sometimes the sun would begin to set over the horizon and you only knew that you had so much daylight left to get down before you'd have to turn on your headlamp. Sometimes you just wanted to get down so you could get back to camp and make dinner and crawl into your sleeping bag and call it a day. Perhaps that is the most powerful image in our reading from today. The image that given the choice, Jesus did not stay up on the mountain, but rather he came down. 
He didn't stay up there with Elijah and Moses. He came down, and when he came down, he knew that he was going to be making his way to the cross. That was the reality that awaited him when he came down from the mountain. So when all was said and done, Jesus came down from the mountain and entered back into a world. A world that was filled with pain and suffering. With trials and tribulations, with loneliness and grief, with hurting to the very core, He came down and entered into that and brought about love and forgiveness and grace to a world that was in need. He comes down from the mountain and enters into death so that you and me and all the world may have life everlasting. So death never has the last word, plain and simple. He came down from the mountain to meet us where we are in the here and now. Not where we think we should be or we would like to be or perhaps where others think we should be, but where we are in the here and now with whatever is on our mind, in our heart, and in our soul. Sometimes it doesn't always look pretty. He came down in the midst of that. Yes, to meet us in our joys, but to meet us in our doubt, in our unbelief, in the questions that we may have, in our hurt and in our grief, in our anger, in our brokenness. He came down for the youngest of the young, the oldest of the old, and everyone in between. He came down for those who are struggling with addiction and those who are struggling with mental illness. He came down for those who are sick and those who are ill and those who are dying. He came down for those who are dealing with broken relationships and broken families. He came down for those who were wandering and for those who were alone. He came down for our friends and our enemies. He came down for all of us. And he still comes down today. The mountaintop is pretty awesome. I kid you not. I hope my body holds. I'm quite a bit older now than I was when I was in my late teens and early 20s, jumping around from peak to peak. I hope my body holds so I too can experience the mountaintop with our youth from this place. I hope I can see that glorious, glorious view again. The truth is, though, the majority of our days, the majority of our lives are not spent on the mountaintop. But perhaps knowing that the mountaintop is there and knowing that Jesus has been on the mountaintop and came down for you and me out of an abundance of love and grace, perhaps knowing that, that can be enough to know 
that that same love and grace surrounds us and cares for us and claims us and holds on to us when we find ourselves in the darkest and deepest and most difficult of valleys. Jesus came down for you and for me. Let it be so. Amen.